Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the marketing minds at doyouconvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today, as always, is the ad doctor, Andrew Peak. As always, and it's episode 162 with Jen Parkin. Yay! Ding, 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 ding. The people's so choice. Great. They keep saying, give us more the Jen. people's choice. It's like I every love my four or five episodes. I love it. Hey, next week, we will be in Dallas, Texas, all together. Amazing. It's finally here. For the summit. I, I still don't time. believe it, though. I don't know why. I'm like, I'm not believing this. I'm like, The last real? time we were all together in person was at the Builder Show 2020. 20. Right at the beginning, right before... Was it 2020? Yeah, that feels wild. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. Right? And then Vegas, the, the summit in Chicago. Yeah. So those yeah. two. Yeah. yeah, that was the mm-hmm. best pancake breakfast we had yet, too. Disappointed. Hopefully the that momentum went. is not lost when we all... That was like 50 people, I feel like. Yeah, right. Was, I was just thinking, Florida, we're going to have a hard time finding a good spot, I think, to host... Yeah, uh, and everything is so... Yeah, Orlando, thumbs down. From a Florida resident, I like Vegas a lot more. <laughs> It's, the traffic is crazy. It's it's not quick getting anywhere. Easier travel, not quite as many choices. Yeah, I'm driving. Right. Two Easier to hours. get to, not quite. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's hop into story time. And Andrew, I'm actually going to kick it off to you because I have a feeling um, once Jen yeah. goes, we might. I'll be the. Be I'll be the warm up episode. Warm up. Warm up <laughs> one. So I was talking to someone recently because they they're a. Uh, I talked about them before in here. They're travel influencers slash content creators for resorts they go to and places they go to. So it's, it's, it, at least that, that sounds better. They make content for the places they're going to. They're not just mooching mm-hmm. off of places they're going to. But they recently started on TikTok. And so we were talking together. I'm like, why'd you just get started on this? Like, you kind of stayed away from that. He's like, I don't know. Like, we're just testing it out. And sure enough, they're, they figured out the system. So they're getting some videos, 200, 300, 500,000 views. When what they put on YouTube is like, you know, 12,000, 20,000, 30,000. So they're excited, but I'm like, you know, those views are different, right? He's like, oh, I know they're different. I know they're significantly different because people we talked about like on YouTube, they're intentionally finding you jump over to TikTok or reels. It's kind of just like, oh, it just happened to show up in their feed. Yeah. But I'm like, what, why? He's like, well, here's the thing with the brands we're working with. They don't really know why they're just sending our metrics to someone else who gives a thumbs up to give us a paycheck. Um, so here's, here's his quote. He's like, I will say us pitching brands with 500,000 views from TikTok as part of a bundle increases our prices nearly three times. I'm like, oh, okay. Because the unfortunate nature of brands that they work with, that the vanity metrics, they look at it, it's flashy, flashy, but in their mind, it's meaningless. So it just made me think, I'm like, oh my, like he's, they're kind of like forced in the position to participate in something that they know has less value compared to like their quote, real content. But I know I'm like, oh, come on. But like, okay, it's your business as far as like they need to make money if they just add this thing. Yeah, that's why I love the the position that we have with the builders that we partner with is because Mm -hmm. we are accountable. So if you are any partner or agency working with an organization and they say, we don't care, we want 500,000 views, Andrew, and you are a provider of, of that kind of solution, you don't really have a choice. Even if you educate or try to say, this isn't a great idea. You're like, yeah, okay. Whereas on our end, we can have more direct conversations 
because mm -hmm. of the visibility of the entire funnel through the CRM and online sales program and everything else. And it's like, okay, I mean, at the end of the day, still any of our partners can say what they're going to do. It's, it's their, their company, but we get to kind of plant the seed or the stake of like, yeah, I mean, that can happen if yeah. you're okay getting 30% fewer appointments because we're having to shift all the budget over to something that we know doesn't work. Exactly. I mean, there are internal reasons why you might want to do that, but just so you know, like we feel accountable for your actual appointment and sales results. And that's not a good idea. And we're, we're telling you that this isn't going to, going to be a good return on your investment. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I, I agree. So one, it was interesting to me, like getting like this, like kind of insider info from someone who's doing influencer marketing because they're in their minds, they're influencers, but it just made me go like, they even know it's useless. I'm glad it's also a really good it. insight, Andrew, in that we think of influencers as these people who live amazing lives of freedom. No, yeah, they're no, trapped. you don't, you got They're doing like five a day. And I'm like, these are terrible. Like, but they're getting the views and they're just doing it to get the views, to get the contracts, which I'm like, this whole thing is like, it's like a facade. Would you, like, would you like, say like, in, in general, that mm -hmm. more builders are, you know, stepping into the TikTok space and, and um, doing more, whether it's good or bad. Would I you think say? there's different categories. So there's a few that I'm talking with that, that we work with that want to do video, short form video, mm -hmm. um, but they want to be the best at it. They want to do it well. They're not looking at numbers like the conversations have been around. Like we want to be like a great example of... Okay from video, which could be TikTok or Instagram. Then I think there's some that are kind of, um, they're tricked by these metrics, the vanity metrics, where like they're doing it because they put a video on Instagram, like how they normally would going back mm -hmm. a year or two. It gets 800 views. They throw it on TikTok and it gets 40,000 views. So they're like, what? This oh, is amazing. Look how good I working. am. But it's just right. like, it's just showing people like, here's the views, here's the views, here's the views. Okay. And I still think like, I don't know if everyone remembers this, but go back, was that three years ago, Facebook got in trouble sort of, or they came out like, hey, we're not counting views accurately. Like if it loaded, it mm -hmm. counted as a video view. Mm -hmm. And then they changed it to, I think. Yeah, it TikTok is going to be. I think have. it's going to have a TikTok. Like if it loads on TikTok, I think it counts as a view. Yeah. Even if you haven't seen it yet. And I bet if you rewatch it every time you watch it, it counts as a view. Because they still don't have the same number of users. So they have to play those games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And can I just say that if anybody is listening that is considering having their online sales specialist start doing TikTok videos and all of those things. Oh, no. I, I would not go there. Would you, why, <laughs> would you say that? Because most, I could think of like a handful of people, like less than not that five, he, not that, that would be good at it as yeah, far not as that like they're not amazing, the personality. but they already have too many other things to do. Oh. Yeah. yeah, just do it yeah. for fun. Like there are OSCs that we know yeah. who are on TikTok and Instagram regularly who post hilarious, good stuff. Oh yeah, exactly. But it's not about I'm in front of my model and right. I'm doing a crazy dance. It's just, right. I'm driving down the road with my dog right. in my car singing exactly. a crazy song. That's a different. Right. Yeah. Personal, totally fine. Just and don't. Might be, we've yeah. always said like 1% of people can fit the look, can fit the charisma needed for self video on TikTok. And I think it really is 1%, like as far as the number of people work with and the people that I could count, like these three people would be good at this. The other people. Yeah. Eh, like, so like I could have, like, I totally could have seen when I was a, an online sales specialist, they would have been, I would have been doing some TikToks. Yeah. yeah. Just because doing dogs. <laughs> with dogs, <laughs> with dogs, I would have been mm -hmm. like totally, you know, 
not in this market. (laughs) So if you're thinking to yourself, I want to become TikTok famous on my own personal account, but I don't know what to do. I've got an answer for you because I'm always trying to help. So it just came to me. I've got this amazing low country, sweet tea, lavender time candle that the builder building my home three pillar gave me. It smells amazing, but I guarantee you, you could do a super slow motion close-up video of just lighting Mm -hmm. candles with ASMR sound and do nothing but different candles being lit in slow motion and get like a billion views over the course of the next year. There's, we're we're getting distracted here. There's a photographer, video guy, Peter McKinnon. He's doing TikTok, Instagram-y stuff with fancy coffee makers. It has nothing to do with photography, but he does it well. So that's kind of his end. Like he built, I think he's building his audience with that because he's finding this alignment of somehow he's building his people that could end up, you know, he needs views for his videos. Yeah. So it works, but he's not selling homes. Like that's where we get distracted by all these other people that are not selling homes that do this and it looks cool and looks great, but they're not selling homes. So yeah. End of the story. If you're doing anything with influencers, like realize they, they might even realize, I wouldn't tell you this, that the metrics don't matter. Yeah. Not good to say in a pitch meeting. If you're an influencer. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Got, kind of leading into that, then I'll, I'll do mine because, uh, again, we're going to have a good conversation with Jen on hers, I think, is leaders who shouldn't be leaders, I'm coming for you. Like, this is your official notice. I've had it. We have to have, we've, we've, we've talked around this before, but man, people who are leading organizations or in particular leading marketing departments of organizations who don't understand technology need to move on. They need to go to greener pastures. You need to go cruise around the world, go do something, but please, you need to start getting out of the way. Then there's, there's two ways that this breaks down. One is getting in the way of saying no to things like we don't need to run ads on social media. It's a fad or coming up with terrible ideas. Like we should fire all of our online sales team and put a button on our website that says buy now or use a crappy chatbot tool instead. Like we just, and it, it, it's top of mind for me because I just got off a call with someone who uh, they work for a division of, a, of an organization, uh, not a national company. They're just in one state, but they have multiple divisions. Um, and she reached out to corporate and said, hey, um, I don't really understand this report that came down. It said, as an example, that 35% of all leads come from organic traffic. And so... Thank goodness that corporate runs all of the organic um, strategy and deliverables for our company, or we would have no leads. Is essentially like, what this what are you doing? executive summary that's sent to leadership uh, uh, says. And this person okay. at the division level is like, um, with, like, don't people have to know what to type in, Kevin? I'm like, yes, thank you for paying attention and listening. Yes, they have to know what to type in. How do they know to type in the name of your communities or the name of your brand? Oh, because they saw you on Facebook. They saw you on a Google search. I saw you in all these other places. And in fact, I pulled up that one builder that we talked about in Texas who turned off all advertising. I was like, look, here's the chart where they turned off all ads and see the exact same shape, only worse that happened on organic traffic in the same time period where there were no ads. So the, the things that make this so heinous, I don't think I've ever used that word on this podcast before. I don't think so either. Is the <laughs> person who is in charge of writing this up knows enough to know that what they're doing isn't really helping, but they're writing it and sending it on to a leader who has no clue. And is just like, well, the, the arrow's green and they said it was corporate. So it must be corporate. Hey, you guys are doing great. Keep it up. Meanwhile, the website's broken. 
Like they just said, hey, for the last five weeks, every couple of minutes, it just doesn't load. Like no big, <laughs> that big deal. Hey, that's gonna hurt your organic rankings. I hate to tell you. That's an old problem. Oh that, man. Oh gosh. So, this isn't directed towards any one person. If you're listening, you're like, oh my, and this, it always cracks me up. People are like, were you talking about me in that story time? No, no. I will tell you the next time I see you, if I ever talk about you on a story time, I'm like, did you catch it? That was you. Episode I'll let one you know. You. <laughs> this isn't Get against it. it. It's just about, you can have success in other areas of your organization uh, or, or at least just know enough to know that you don't know what you don't know. And let those around. So I'm not saying we have, you know, off with their heads. It's not that dramatic of a, of a thing, really. It's just don't fake it. You cannot fake it until you make it anymore. You are faking in the wrong direction. You're, you're just, just admit what you don't know and, and, and let those young millennials and under like do their job and help you out. Please, 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 can please. They, now this is a weird question. How do they do that? Or how can someone above them move them to where they like, because I feel like who who's going to quit their job if they're at leadership level making X amount of money? They have to. Yeah, leave you're saying or it's easier said than done. Take like, a downgrade in yeah. pay or something. Yeah, well, that, or someone, that's why I'm saying I'm coming for you. Is happen. I'm I, well, the only thing I can do on my end, Andrew. I don't. Is, yeah, well, I guess I mean is, like, how does this change happen? Because it's like you take the blog posts that I write and and the things I put on social media, and you take this podcast clip and you send it to someone and say <laughs> what he said. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's Anonymous. all I can do to help is I'm just telling we you, this a, is going to become a louder thing for me. Um, well, you talked about it last, I mean, I feel like last yeah. week when I was listening, you guys were talking about this too, about, yeah. you know, do you have the grit and talking about, yeah, oh, we were talking about marketers kind of yeah. out or anyone like kind of yeah. weird. Now we're talking that's the top. We're going all, it, no it, one's yeah, it's, yeah. it's not going to end. I'm going to keep on this because here, here's what's, <laughs> if we don't fix the leadership problems in marketing or operations that are telling marketing what to do then as things go down or ever get tougher, which thankfully they haven't really yet, we're going to go in, again, the exact opposite direction that we need to go to. Like, again, my, I know everyone's heard this just by way of review. The first thing builders did when the Great Recession hit was instead of running one full page ad for $12,000 a week or, or a day on the Sunday paper, they ran two. Mm, they said, let's okay. double down on this thing that's not working because it's the only thing we know. And, and that is why so many people went out of business instead of shifting and creating online sales teams and going digital and being smarter about everything, implementing CRM systems, builders went out of business because of that. And I can just tell, and it stresses me out, which is why I feel the need to speak out that if we don't get better leaders in place, because here's the other thing that's going to happen, Andrew, is those people are just waiting for the next time it gets really hard and they'll, they'll lead us in the wrong direction. And then they'll just be like, yeah, now I'm going to retire. I've got well, that's my... What I I agree I've got my I stock that's, options. That's I've got my is going to happen. And then you're left. The people that should have been leading now or like had more uh, authority now will be like, OK, now it's my turn to pick up this mess and mm. turn it around and probably the worst possible moment of. Yeah. Of that transition. I think the other thing that you can do um, if you are the person who feels like you're being held behind is just go ahead and have the hard conversation now. So there was a conversation that I had with um, my former boss, Marty, where I, I, at one point I said, look, here's the reality of the situation. Here's how I know I can help, but sometimes you don't let me help. And if this continues, uh, it's not an ultimatum thing. I'm just at some point, my effectiveness will be diminished to the point where I will feel the need to leave. I love it here. I don't want to leave. But you can't come to me and say we should, you know, 
we should spam all 2 million people in the city with a purchase list and, and, and then think that, that you know the answer to how to solve some of these problems that you don't know how to solve. It wasn't a fun conversation, but it's necessary because the other alternative is people are just leaving. So yeah. we talked before about talked people about imploding. Yeah. They're also mm -hmm. just saying, I don't want to work for that. And you've heard the same before. People don't quit companies, they quit their managers. And yeah. this, that's the other thing I'm going to push is you probably should. If you're in that scenario where this person is not going to leave because they're just fat and happy, so to speak, um, yeah. they might be thin and happy. Who knows? Thin and happy. But they, Tall, narrow, everything. <laughs> right. All of it. Now's the time. I mean, everyone's I looking for a way to upgrade their team. Well, especially and, I feel like there's marketers I know that I've spoken to personally, like, or maybe I haven't spoken to personally, who knows, where they like they have made in, in their minds, and I agree with them, zero progress in doing new things. And now they're in my mind, they're a year behind a, a another applicant for a better position. And that person's going to get the job. But you stayed too long at the builder you're at where there is no progress in your career. And so now you're behind. And so now when you go apply somewhere to work, like you're less qualified, unfortunately. So if you wait too long, then you're in this position where you might be making this lateral move yeah. in your career. And now you're, yeah, that's frustrating because of the dinosaur that should have retired or left or given you more control. Here, here's the only counterbalance we have to put on this and then we'll, we'll move on. Is that if you're the one not pushing yourself, then that mm -hmm. is not the excuse that we were just discussing. Yeah, just yeah, to, not, not we're not talking people, about, yeah. well, they said I can do whatever I want, but I just don't want to. That's not... <laughs> That's not the world. So, you know, don't use that as a scapegoat either. All right. That's true. That's true. Jen, what do you got? Yes. Yes. So a couple of weeks ago on a coaching call, online sales team talking about, you know, what they're, how they're managing their current VIP list, priority list, yada, yada. And I said, okay, well, what was the last update that you sent out? And they said, well, we're not allowed to send out updates right now because we don't know anything and we you know leadership is saying hey we don't have anything to tell you and we're not sure so don't send anything out to the list until we have something when they said yeah actually what's happening is we're having some customers email us and say like hey we're on the list do you even still have any interest in selling us a home that's and awkward. so I'm hearing this and I'm like, oh, no, no, hold on, hold on. Cause these are the things people ask me that didn't really happen. Did it, Jen? You're just saying something like that happened. No, that really no, that happened. actually happened, guys. It I mean, really that, happened. Those words were actually spoken yes. by a prospect. Yes. You saw yes. the Customer email. email. Yes. Yes. I saw the email. Yes. This really happened. So that I'm like, crazy. okay, here's, here's the problem, right? I've been talking about this right but this this lead nurturing concept of we don't have anything to say that's fine we might not have pricing we might not have a date you know kevin talks about milestones you know in in selling to that or you know giving updates about that but that's okay we have to have something that we are saying to our people on the list to let them know they matter and to ask them about where they're at in their stage. Where are they at? Are they, do they still wanna be updated? Do they still have interest in hearing from us? Have they moved to Alaska? What are they actually looking for? We have got to be staying in front of them. And so, you know, we had this whole conversation and I was fortunately 
able to get everybody on board to get these updates going. So it was a win in that situation. But, you know, Kevin, we're, we're hearing this, you know, we've heard, we heard this the other day on a call with leaders focused on dates. Like we, well, we don't have a date or we don't Mm -hmm. have the pricing. Mm -hmm. um, So we're just not going to say anything. Yep. And First, it started by the online sales teams feeling overwhelmed and unable to respond and to to do extra and more. And now Mm -hmm. one of the really concerning things that you're saying is now it's leadership saying, "Uh, we don't know what the price is going to be, so don't call people. We don't know if it's going to be ready in time by the state, so don't call people. And again, it's kind of it's backwards of we don't have to call and talk about the property. Now, there's people who are going to push back and say, no one wants to talk to a salesperson about themselves. I disagree. Everyone wants to talk about themselves all the time. First yeah. of all, you're asking terrible questions like, so could you see yourself living in this imaginary community that's going to be built in two years? That would be a stupid thing to ask someone yeah. on a, yeah. on a like, call. No, of <laughs> exactly. course, no bad word. Like I'm, I'm talking to you. <laughs> like, of course. I'm, right. I don't but know. if it right. was genuine and, and Jen called yeah. someone up and said, Hey, Andrew, I know you've been on the list for a couple months. And again, something specific to say, like, I'm not just reading a script, but hey, I know right. you signed up back in uh, June of yeah. 2020. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you've been on this list forever and you never thought you'd hear from me. But I just wanted to call and say, thank you for joining the list. I know it's been a long time since you've heard from me. And I wanted to know, are you still in the market for a new home? And right. try to position it of I'm trying to learn more about you so that as new information is being released, I can right. quickly tell you if this is going to be a fit for you or not. So we don't waste any of your time. Exactly. And the way that, you know, it's, it's kind of evolving back a little bit to, you know, a a little bit of a normalization. So Kevin, you just said, Hey, craziness, too many leads. Yes. We were automating. We were putting people on interest lists. We were just getting an email out the door basically just because we were in survival mode. Now what's happening is, you know, we are seeing a little bit of, in some cases, right, a normalization and you have a little bit more bandwidth and, okay, now maybe we have a a true coming soon community that we can handle in more of a normal way. So, you know, my thought is let's go ahead and try to connect with them sooner than later. Don't just, if you have the bandwidth, don't just immediately put them on an interest list and then set it and forget it. And then occasionally we're doing some sort of update or marketing is doing some sort of sort of update. Go ahead and contact them right away and start the qualification process right then. You may not know exactly what your coming soon community is going to be and all of the details and all of the parameters, but you can start verifying interest, asking them you know, what they want, tell, you know, what's their situation, are they yeah. good? their time frame, you know, and making sure that they should be on the list. Build empathy and a connection <laughs> because one of the things exactly. that we've talked about is your list means nothing because one, everyone signed up on every list and two, they feel like they, they have to sign up on your list, even if it is only your list because right. you can't miss out. So if you develop empathy and you're talking to them about the craziness of the market and yet, but I'm here for you, right. wouldn't it be a fun question to ask Hey, just curious, are you on any other interest lists for new communities? And you could add that to the CRM. Like, yeah, so exactly. so we we can't just hug the numbers. We have to, like you said, respond quickly, mm-hmm. 
understand what yeah. that customer situation is so that we can add more details into the CRM. And I know some people love the concept of automation. Hey, Jen, that sounds like too much work. Let's just send a mass email with <laughs> let people self update their own interest. I, I mean, yes, fine, whatever. But finds a four letter word that starts with F. So you, I'm not really into that. You can, right. <laughs> but can't we just answer well, the phone or call people back quickly? And here's the thing that not everybody is talking about, but I'm just going to put it out something there. something spicy Well, I mean, you guys Breaking might know, yeah, Jen, that's old news. But here, here's the thing that is very, I'm very passionate about is customer experience, customer service. You know, hey, we you are only had two of the buzzwords. We need to add customer journey. Customer journey, uh, right. Some, okay. Some, yeah, experience. all that stuff. Yes. 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 I, you know, <laughs> that is... We have to really make sure we are rolling the red carpet out for these people because right now we are at an all-time high on pricing, okay? So prices are high. We better be providing really good quality service to match those prices, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And we can totally control that at the very beginning with the experience that we're providing, showing that we care, showing that we're glad they're on the list providing them transparent updates, asking them what they want and, and all of those things that are so important. If we're missing the mark on that, I mean, we're shooting ourselves in the foot from the very beginning. Yeah. And, you know, we, we are as an online sales specialist in an online sales program, you know, we are, we are, we cannot solely be focused on immediate conversion of appointment and sale. We have to be focused on long-term nurturing appointments and sales for the future. It's yep. not just about immediacy. And, you know, now more than ever, we've got such huge amounts of, you know, we've got a pipeline that we you know has been sitting there that we definitely have to figure out, but we also have new leads coming in that we've got to nurture and we look at our biggest amount of leads are engaged. It used to be, it's flip-flopped. It used to be our largest amount of leads were non-responsive leads. Yeah. Now our lar largest amount of leads are engaged leads. Hmm. So what are we doing to nurture the engaged leads that haven't moved forward yet to an yeah. appointment? And I, yeah. and I completely agree with the narrative that a lot of those people who became leads for us at high volumes now no longer can afford our homes. Right. But if I piggyback on where you were going with the experience, that doesn't mean you stop calling them. That doesn't mean you just say, well, there's too many. So in fact, I talked right. to, a, I talked to a leader today. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I mean, my sales, my on, on site sales team, they just moved everyone to dead. Like if they weren't a A or a B prospect, just move them to dead because there's so many and we don't know what else to do. Right. That's, that's terrible because the, that, that customer might not be able to afford your home, but a nice, sincere individual conversation with them about, mm -hmm. man, I'm, I'm, that's terrible to hear, but we understand and wish you the best of luck. And if there's anything we can do to help you. Exactly. That goes a long way. Yeah. We're not able to do that well. One of the reasons is we don't, we might not know exactly what to say or how to handle that, or we don't have the bandwidth to handle that properly, to your point. Right. Like, and this goes know, back and, to leaders 
who are <laughs> overly obsessed with finding automated answers instead of saying, instead of that $300,000 a year system that you're thinking about pulling the trigger on, you could hire a whole bunch exactly. more online salespeople who could make these calls happen. Exactly. And we, it, we just have, the role has to evolve a little bit again into not just immediacy of conversion, which of course conversion is important. I mean, we're all in the business of converting interest into revenue. Yes. But that interest might not to convert into revenue until next year or, you know, later, later next year. So. Yep. Do you have yeah. any, I'll distract, like I'll go down the side street with that. Do you have any OSCs that think in this manner, I feel like it's like a nerdy thing. Like they have their closer to appointment leads, right? Which to me as an OSC, I'd be excited for because that's like, oh, I might see that on my next paycheck, right? You're working for the appointment. But like, if you were to organize your life in a way like, all right, 15% of my time is for these people. If you have the time bandwidth, of course, being an issue, they pay off in four months, whatever it is. But at four months, that's kind of day one. Because now month four through 12, you're getting their appointment commission or money from that. So it's not like, you're waiting four months. You just have to start it. At some point, it will start coming in. You're investing your time. Yes, that makes sense. So like, this, you can't this is where those. it comes back to management and leadership because the mm -hmm. same thing is true with calories, right? If I don't eat the cookies now, in yeah. three months, I will feel better about myself. In three months. <laughs> like, yeah, but we don't, it's exact, if I ran exact, today, I would feel better. Yeah, what we're yeah. talking about yeah. is discipline to do the thing that's not. But in three months, you'll be like, man, I'm glad I did that. And look, now well, I'm here. Well, that's the yeah, fast that's start, really right, Jen? I mean, when yeah, you go through the fast start of a new hire, it's like, hey, wait three months. I'm telling you, yeah. you yep. can't get sad. I'm still here. I'm going to encourage you because it's going to get better. Yep. And then wham, well, it starts hitting. And that's that's what we say about, you know, what you're talking about, Andrew, is, is you know, prospecting and lead nurture for mm -hmm. today that will pay you in, you know, later. Like, I mean, it's like the gravy to the mashed potatoes is what I always say. Yeah. I'm like, especially look if you at, like whatever yeah. appointment you have now, like, okay, add X 15, 20% to it. Right. Like, wouldn't you like that? And that's kind of exactly. the way I feel like that's for someone who's not as close to these things as, as you are. Like, I'm like, isn't this, I'm not working X amount of days per week. And I have like, all right, when it's X time during the yeah. day, like I could generally like check out a little bit, but. It's, it's still like, all right, in two months, you could be making X It's hard. More. Listen, it's, the, it's hard. It's hard work. It it's, hard. it's the least glamorous thing that online sales specialists want to do mm -hmm. because it doesn't give you that immediate return, yeah. right? It, it, it's, it's a delayed reaction, but it's, you know, or delayed um, conversion, but it is so important. Yeah. This might and be I, why there'd be a need for an online sales leadership roundtable sometime in the future. I agree. Mm -hmm. My follow-up question mm -hmm. to that mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. are new leads coming in now, if people are able to talk to them that are not immediate, I need a home right now, I wonder if there's a higher percent now that are jumping sooner to reach out to builders, but their expectation is like, well, I, I want to move into my home in 2022, but I've heard it's nuts, so I better just go ahead and talk to people now, Here's and they're being ignored. Like, is here's there more what, of those well, here's, here's what I'm hearing is that the, the people come, the customers co connecting right now are saying that they, they have very specific needs. Like it's, it's not like general, like, yeah, I'm thinking about a new home. It's like, you know, here's my specific needs. Gotcha. And a lot of times the online sales specialists are like, okay, well, we don't necessarily have that right now. And the people are like, okay, thanks. Bye. And so my thing is, ho hold on a second, hold on, 
you still need to be putting those people into your CRM, even if you don't have something that's going to fit their specific needs, because guess what's going to happen? They're going to go and they're going to continue looking and they're going to real, they're going to not find what they're looking for. And then they're going to come back. And if you haven't nurtured them and done any sort of touch point or follow-up or whatever, then you're going to lose to somebody who is going to do it. Who provided the red carpet experience to them. They're like, oh, you know, Jen was really nice. Like all these other builders won't even talk to me. Right. Go I got a nice them. video email from Jen. Yeah, I we should a, dig out that down. old audio clip from the archives of someone leaving a voicemail back for Ingrid Prince like four or five years ago who was like, hey, I know I haven't responded to you in months, but I've been getting all of your follow-up and I'm telling you we're going to buy a house Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We, we need to find that thing again. There's a whole bunch of people who have never heard it. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing. If, we're, if we are sounding cranky at all. Just remember everyone's in this bucket, including ourselves right now. So as an example, Matt Slutsky on Twitter posted this from Reddit, which I thought was hilarious, but yeah, you know, someone bought a house six months ago. They're re- they're trying to sell it now again. And it's been on the market for two weeks and they're panicked that they're not going to make a profit. In the olden days, if you bought a house and try had to sell in six months, you're like, well, I'm going to have to take some kind of loss. Probably like a cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we should be making mm-hmm. money here. And so in this specific situation, what's interesting, I'm just going to read some of this. My wife and I bought six months ago at the height of the housing market, it seems now. We bought hours away from work in Toronto as we were both working from home. We thought work from home would be permanent and we were both afraid of missing out on buying if we didn't pull the trigger. Now the wife is being called back to work full-time in the office, apparently. I've been given given notice that we're going back part-time come September. And they're like, we're at a loss. What can we do? So it, it's, it is everyone. And again, this goes back to my fear of everyone includes leaders who have unrealistic expectations if they don't understand how technology and marketing and online sales work, which by the way, at 57% of all sales, kind of important. Oh my gosh. <laughs> don't get me started. Well, oh, let's man. just keep going then. Oh my goodness. Uh, first up on the news from little website called doyouconvert.com. Leading online sales specialists, the importance of knowing the role. Uh, an article written by our own Mr. Mike Lyon, uh, who has some spicy suggestions. Uh, you know, obviously you have to know what they're doing, learn the most up-to-date skills, but also uh, maybe a little hint of a suggestion that you might want to take some leads yourself now and then as a manager or a leader to understand what's going on. Yes, this is so, so, so important. If you have never sat in the seat, and I say this with all the love in my heart, like if you have been in sales, uh, on-site sales, if you've been a realtor, any kind of leadership, that's all wonderful. But if you haven't actually sat in the seat mm-hmm. and managed leads on a daily basis, you have no clue what what happens. What you know, it, it's it's a if it's a totally different experience. How long should um, I they can, take the leads for, for it to count as it like, like, oh, the afternoon or they need like, you need them two days in a, a row. I think a full day. I think a full day. Absolutely. Okay. At a minimum. You know, what we suggest is, you know, give your online sales specialist a day off. If, if they're going on vacation and it's a weekend, take the phones, take the e-leads for the weekend and just, just do it. And what I will tell you, whenever we've done this, um, the feedback that we've gotten has been kind of across the board. I've heard things like, oh my God, I never want to do that again. I'm so glad that they're they're back. 
Um, and I've also heard, you know what, that was really, was really eye-opening. It was really fun. I enjoyed actually talking with our customers, something that I don't really get to do on the reg. And it was really kind of cool to see, to do that and have some fun with it. So super, super important. And, you know, the other, the other thing is that, you know, as leaders, we are, we are telling them all of these tools that they've got to use and they've got to be so efficient at them. And, you know, Hey, you got to be a a CRM superstar. You got to be a video email superstar. You got to be texting. You got to be doing all this stuff, right? You got to be a wizard on the phone. And as leaders, we're not doing those things, right? So we have got to set that example. Um, One of the best examples I have for you where I've seen this in action and I've seen it make a huge impact is our friend, Eric Allered at Tilson Homes. When I first met Eric, he was really like video email, what? But when we started training the team on this and got him involved in that training, so he was exposed to it, he started sending them video email updates from him. He would send them to them. He would send them to his sales teams in the field. He would use them across, you know, um, people in the, you know, other people in the company. And it made a huge impact. It really set a good example. Like, wow, if the the VP of my organization can take the time to send me a 30-second video email, giving me an update or telling me that I'm doing a good job, wow. I'm going to pay yeah. attention does it do something. There's something about yep. where responsibility stops for something and then where understanding of that thing stops and, and where the overlap is, is kind of the danger zone. What I mean by I've used the example before, I don't have to have framed a house before to go out and hire a framing company to frame a home. Mm-hmm. However, you do not want me to be in charge of going through and doing the framing inspection to make sure the home is structurally sound. Right. And so what happens is the, the responsibility for something like CRM adoption stops at the sales manager but, but the understanding has to go at least one level higher because if, if the person who the sales manager reports to doesn't understand it and essentially just says, Hey, uh, you guys using that online CRM thing, you doing that? Okay, good. Then it doesn't work. And that's why today I did, I took an hour out of my day to, to work with a division manager for someone just to say, here is the CRM because of this company, the division manager results, the sales manager. And they have like 85 people stuck at a B plus A minus rating. I'm like, of course you can't manage this because if you're not regularly looking at this list, if there's 85, you you better just shut down your whole day and do nothing but talk about these 85 people to get through them, which is unrealistic. So then you just don't do it at all. Right. Um, But. But listen, Kevin, this is really an important point you make as far as if we're not getting in there and looking at our CRM, specifically, I'm thinking about online sales, right? Because that's what I'm focusing on. But if managers aren't getting there and looking at those appointments that are set and asking questions and looking at responsive leads and like what's happening with them and what, what our online sales specialists are saying in emails to them, then we're, we're, we're not doing a good job because a lot of things are going to slip through the cracks. You'll get the wool pulled over your eyes. Yeah. Like, uh, this is not an appointment. 
you know, like, but if you don't ever <laughs> look at those things, you know, then right. how do we know? hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the next piece from probuilder.com. The three inconvenient truths about buy online. Go read it because that Ooh. makes sure everyone knows uh, that I should keep writing articles for ProBuilder. Um, it is awesome, Kevin. Well, oh, thank you. It's one of, yeah. I had the most fun writing it, even though we have to write these like two months in advance of when they come out. It's always hard to make sure. But but I'll just summarize the three points here. And, and then I want to actually show some feedback that I got because um, I love feedback. I actually don't mm. get enough uh, challenging feedback, I should say, or like, Hey, maybe you forgot about this, or here's a different viewpoint. I think as people at this point are unfortunately scared of disagreeing with me, it's part of the problem of being around forever. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but number one, it requires drastic simplification of the product offering. That doesn't mean forever, but my point is just that if, if we're going to go at real time speed and have all the data and information necessary, talking to all the different systems necessary, you're not going to do that well having 50 different home designs. If you're going to add to cart checkout and hey, you have 50 different home designs with 20 different options each, the, the exponential challenges of managing a system like that, again, is what people don't understand. And I pulled up this little example of exponential complexity. So, so this is a story about a tree. Okay. But just think about this as an analogy, which I love, to complexity of an online sales system where you're just going to add to cart and checkout and let people make all their options. A one-year-old tree, let's just say it's 2.7 millimeters high when it's one years old. If it's growing at an exponential rate, at five years, it'll be 148 millimeters high, as high as a cup. Year, year 10, it's as tall as a building. Year 15, it's as tall as the Eiffel Tower. 20 years later, that tree is up into space, like outer space. <laughs> so anytime we're adding, like every floor plan is an exponential uh, jump in complexity, every set of options. And then we have this thing called locations in our business where now it's all of those times every location and the complexity just grows and grows and grows and grows. So if we're going to do this well, my point is we've got to shrink the offering, which many builders are, as you'll see in a second here, scared to do. The second is it requires real-time updates between the front end and the back end, uh, the database and the website in order to work. Because if we're letting people check out and purchase something, they're going to have an expectation that it really happened. Just like if you, if someone running an online store was sold out a month ago, but just let, let, let people continue to place orders with the expectation that they're going to get it tomorrow, there'd be a class action lawsuit. You're going to hit issues where these things have to be talking in real time. And right now, they just aren't. Um, and then number three is that humans will need to assist with the online process at a moment's notice when requested. At every stage of this, wherever you are in the process of getting to buy online, even when you're done with that, you're always going to have to have the ability for someone to say, I would like help. Give it to me now from a human being. So those, those are the three points. Go read the article for, for more details. But I've wanted to share this piece of feedback with you. We took out the name and the company, but I do want to give you some context. Oh. And I love you, person. Again, I'm not saying this because I don't love that you sent this to me. But this is a website that was not well designed, very hard to use on a mobile phone, um, but a company that's been around a long time and is very successful. And by all means, this person appears to be successful. But this was their feedback. Kevin, I read your article on ProBuilder Online and wanted to give you a little different perspective. I love it. The first truth that you say needs to be a drastic simplification of the product offering. 
when comparing to a car, you really have to look at what the buyer is looking for. If we were to offer only five floor plans with very little choice within those plans, sales success would be quite limited. I think that's a big assumption. Um, but if you offered good selection of floor plans, structural options that were well thought out and complete, and then finished options that gave the buyer a greater selection, then you can have the best of both worlds. So he's kind of saying, hey, in middle ground, we have to have some... My point is, yes, but you got to grow and you got to probably start super basic. And in fact, that's kind of what Syntex is doing with their process, it appears. But he says, this can easily be handled online. We've been doing it for 15 years. Well, yes, but no, because you haven't been letting people add to a cart and check out. What he's saying is we've shown people that we have a lot to offer. But I, again, I, when you go to this website, they have a lot of black and white renderings and and poor content. So they are communicating that it's out there, just not probably as well mm. as their customers wished. Um, second truth is right on. Um, our ERP talks and keeps the database updated. Um, it was interesting. I'll just skip a little bit. Uh, credit cards are cost prohibitive and checks are a real dilemma. We are working on a project where we'll be clearing checks in our sales office and design center. This what? goes kind of <laughs> I'm confused now. Well, credit cards are cost prohibitive, so they're going to charge you a percentage. So yeah. his, his point is sense. like, are you going to pay for the whole? I, I don't think anyone's trying to say that we're going to allow cash buyers, maybe via Bitcoin or something, yeah. to pay for the whole house up front. Um, but, you know, there's Earnest, which we've talked about, Earn Nest, like Earnest Money, uh, which is solving this problem. And there are other solutions out there. So, so this kind of goes back to. I feel like that's the easy part. That is, that is actually the easier you number, part. You can yeah. like, just, there you go. The third truth is also true, where the human element is vital in such a complicated and large investment. We sell many homes online, in air quotes, but they really are not online, rather executed without visiting the sales officer design center. Amen. This is what, uh, that's exactly, exactly the, what you're saying. <laughs> but, but just like we talked about with the 500,000 views, like Ryan right. Searhant, um, the guy from HGTV, who, who generally yeah. seems like a nice guy. He wrote this article about these three unbelievable events and, and, and how he wants to tell these stories of how anything can happen. And one of the three sales that he wants to talk about is how a $40 million blanket got him a sale. And then you read the article, and it was just that the buyer wanted a blanket. The seller didn't want to give up the blanket. The home was $40 million. Getting the blanket was critical. But the blanket wasn't... It, again, it's clickbait. It's just like yeah, saying 500,000 views. It's just like saying, we sold X amount of homes online or sight unseen. With the asterisks of sight unseen, they started online. They started online, online yeah. but then Everything they went and saw online. it. Yeah, same thing. So, mm. um, what, what I what I wish we could do more of. I mean, I, we've talked before. I, I love the fact that we have kind of this community thing. We've got the Facebook group, and there's conversation that goes back and forth. But what I what I really want to try to encourage is people to continue to give feedback and have discussion. Because to me, the point of this article wasn't to say, Kevin knows everything about buy online. Here's the three things we're done. It was just to try to try to pop a little, uh, some myths that, that people have about how easy it's going to be, but really just start a more honest conversation of, okay, yeah. if, if those things are true or aren't true, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would like to challenge anyone to map on a board map anywhere. The very first starting point for buying a home. So this would be the path to get online. This is how I would do it. And then the next step, and then every dependency, or if you think of like a Gantt chart, like mm -hmm. from that choice, you pick a floor plan. Okay, now we need to pick structural options. I know with us, we had, it was three pieces of paper, um, front and back, like the options we had, like, okay, bathroom for the primary um, bedroom. We go double vanity, we do this, this, this. 
There was like six choices for the bathroom. And so he, I, yeah, to, I to be know. clear, for like those of you who might not insane. be following along, he's not talking about like, mapping out the buyer journey. Not mapping out. He's I mean, talking like, about the complexity of picking step. a single home. A single right. home. And then just next one, next one. Oh, well, the Joneses live next door, so you really can't have that floor Yeah, we did map. this math Shoot. one time at Heartland. At the time, I think we had roughly 44 plans. But when you took all of the pre-priced structural options and the design options, yeah. there was something like 42 million different combinations without taking into account the location. Yep. Like and the then community. Mark, which ones depend on which. And so that's where I'm like, the, yeah. just the programming behind this is like insanity. Um, just, now just oh, add a button. and add um, a button. Paint color. Oh no, that neighbor has that. The one across from you has that. Just that choice alone. Like let's let people it's pick their paint complex. color online. It's just Very too complex. complex. I'm thinking we can't even get sometimes our website updated properly or we can't get people our leads managed properly or we can't answer the phone, <laughs> but we're going to sell homes online. Like that's, yeah. that's kind of what I was yeah. thinking when I was reading. I think you just, yeah, article. I think we talked about this before. Like you, you, you just have to start, but you don't like you start and you kind of perfect yeah. that. And, you and that's, go, go, go. We're, we're going to, we're going to be ending shortly here. We've we got more, more things to go through, but jumping over to our next article from builder online, uh, which is titled Q and a with Taylor Morrison on designing and buying a home online. And this is exactly just another example of what we're talking about. So it, the question is, what steps does a potential buyer take online? And it goes through this paragraph kind of describing it. And then it says, click reserve my home to confirm your reservation. A few final steps include completing a pre-application for home funding and scheduling an appointment to sign a purchase agreement. Um, so like, that's a really succinct summary of something that means we've got to have human beings connect with each other. Something has to happen. Got it. And again, I, I've shopped them among other people on this process and in none of the three homes that I've reserved that I ever have someone uh, reach out to complete a pre-application. There was an email saying, you need to go do this, but no human ever got involved. Yep. And I, I did it too through, there's like a different link. I don't know if you clicked on it um, in there. And to me, it felt, I hope this doesn't sound negative. This is not a negative episode. This is for being honest is to me, it felt like a glorified form. Like you pick the home site yeah. and then you do this no, for and sure. it's like options, but it's still never like if I had, like for this home, I'm looking at 335974 If I had that sitting in my checking account, checking account, the expectation for me is like, I want to wire that money to you right now, somehow, to buy that home. Can I do that? I don't think I can. That's buying yeah. online. And, and so, man, we could go on and on. I just, within 90 minutes of the digital to-be-built configuration and reservation system launching, a buyer in Dallas was the first customer to secure an online reservation. Um, securing an online reservation is not hard or nor difficult, anyone could do that. So again, the terminology of reservation, or actual contract, sale, you know. Mm. It's, it's just, a. that mm. was kind of interesting that it came out at the same time as my article because it, to me, it's the two different complete takes on like, oh, good for you for doing this. Yay. But it, I just don't know that we're going to get where we need to go. But again, Taylor Morrison, good job for moving forward. Just don't tell everyone you figured it all out yet when you, haven't that's all that's all i ask someone asked someone asked they said when are you going to have someone from taylor morrison on i said i will have anyone from taylor morrison i'm pretty sure they're not going to want to talk to me because they probably made them mad or sad it's it's not again anything about what you're doing it's just how either what you or what the pr company you're hiring is telling people you're doing that's yeah i think it's or maybe you're saying it's creating clickbait with other marketers and other marketers are like, yes. wait, I'm so confused. I actually started writing an like, article about this, but there, it still exists until they, now someone hears they're going to take it down. You can 
go go Google or do a do a search for um, Pokemon Go home builder oh marketing and um, Pokemon Go for real estate. Could it work from homes.com? Learn .thebdx.com. What the heck is Pokemon Go and why should builders care? <laughs> I mean, this is what was happening back then that wasted hundreds and hundreds of hours and time and money. Yeah, so people searching this. through the something that was at the time actually even impossible to do. I remember this whole thing now. Yeah, this well, is that, like this is this is just the same thing, but it sounds even more urgent. Where again, leaders who don't understand. I mean, the number of people who have reached out and said, hey, can you put me in touch with someone at Taylor Morrison? Because my boss heard that, that they figured all this out and they want us to figure out how. I'm like, oh, let's just slow down. It's, no, they haven't. Hmm. But it's, and again, it's not the people at Taylor Morrison trying to build this system and make it better. They're not the problem at all. It's just how it's being positioned that's causing everyone else to waste time yep. in, the, in the same way. All right, we got time for one more. Um, what do we want to do here of these four? I think um, the Facebook one. You want to do the Facebook one? All right. Yeah, I think Let's it's kind it. of interesting. Um, Facebook kind plans of interesting. ad revamp from TheVerge.com. Facebook is rebuilding its ads to know a lot less about you. Hmm. That sounds so the, counterintuitive. I know yeah. the too long to too long didn't read because we had read it earlier. That's a common thing on their TLDR. Um, is they're looking at ways to have the algorithm for your targeting of ads run on your phone. Mm. And then that would be sent to Facebook encrypted and then anonymized and all the stuff, which is super, to me, that's interesting. So they're trying to work around that, which would then kind of get around Facebook, uh, Apple's yeah. iOS 14.5 and like all their privacy updates because it's not going anywhere until it's kind of solved. Like what ads should Andrew get? And then it's sent to Facebook and then it's, yeah, I'm still like, well, it's still yeah. getting Facebook for my advice, but it's not every interaction. All those are kept on the phone. It Apple. sounds very similar to what Google was talking about with cohorts. Um, mm -hmm. And essentially what they're saying is we're not going to track you. We're not going to know more about you. We're just going to know more about people who are like you. Yeah. And the, you know, You're like, well, how do I join that group of cohorts? <laughs> like, how are you putting, you have to know about me. It's all seems like it's, it's, seems I don't know. All this is crazy. I'm still <laughs> getting, I was, what was I shopping for earlier? Shirts, like custom design shirts. So exciting. And now I get like every company ever like on shirt design. I'm like, how is this? The, the, I feel like even after the Apple update, like it's still, the ads are essentially the same for me, just as targeted, which I'm fine with. I, at least they're not strange, At the end of the day, until, until I see that I am wrong, these companies are going to continue to be able to target the right ads to the right people because yep. billions and billions and billions are at stake. They're going to use different words. They're going to talk about more complex processes. Yeah. But again, if I, if I, when I say people like you, that doesn't sound very scary. It's like, oh, okay, well, I mean, how many, but, but if, if the classification of different kinds of people is five, that sounds very okay. Like, oh, we're all split up into five different types of people and you're going to see these kind of ads. What they're going to do is there's going to be 10 million different cohorts of, of yeah. people who in just the US or just in Ohio so at the end of the day, yeah, it'll be, I'll be in with a pool of 200 other people just like me, in my online behavior or purchasing behavior. And that is more private in the sense more. that, you know, but it's, it's. Yeah, I was just thinking this one because I, this will start to, I think this was yesterday that we found it. Um, it will start to trickle up more and they'll be like, oh no, our ads are going to go crazy again on Facebook. 
stress levels increase. We want to change everything. It's like, no, let's <laughs> just like buying online, like settle down. Like nothing's really, nothing's really changed yet. Yeah. I thought you made an interesting call on our, one of our internal calls today, Andrew, which you said, I, I just feel what like the I next, say? the next year or two is going to be much more about small incremental improvement oh, than yeah. big, big swings. And I that, agree. for right now, that's, that definitely Myself. feels true. Yep. Um, okay. Homework assignment, extra credit, uh, at, from popularmechanics.com. We're not going to talk about it, but I do recommend you go read this one. Advertisers are hijacking your dreams, scientists say. This is the yeah. actual stuff of nightmares. <laughs> this is nightmares. Yeah, it's a fun read. Uh, you'll you'll enjoy it, and then we can we can talk about it. I want some new dreams. Hook me up. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. For published articles, blog posts, videos, and more, check out deconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we are online. And next week, we'll, we'll at least have a. It might be more brief, but we will have something live from the summit. Um, Ooh, at, at least exciting. as part of an episode. Yeah, we're going to try to shrink it down a little bit because it's a little bit of a bummer. Even though we get to talk more in depth to the 10 or 12 people who are brave enough to come up to the microphone, then I don't get to see the other 190 people. So it's trying to want to find a way to do it a little more yeah. efficiently, but we'll, we'll have that for you next week. Yep. All right, everyone. Thanks, guys. We'll see ya. See ya. Bye.